This is Sunbird Sound Off, presented by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frousey. Whether it's home, auto, renters, or business, for the insurance that best fits your needs, call Sheila Frousey at 559 221 5160. Let's go, Davis. Stay up to date with the Sunbirds at fpuathletics.com and on social media at FPU Sunbirds. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Sunbird Sound Off. I am Eric Bentley, and we've got a full slate of things to talk about today. First off, we're going to get you caught up on everything that happened around FPU Athletics this past week. And then I'm going to bring my partner, Tim Slack, on, and we're going to talk about some of the Sunbird standouts in the fall sports who earned quite a few accolades. We'll dive a little bit deeper into that. We're also going to sit down and talk with Yorkabel Gabriel Hewitt and Bryant Banuelos of Cross Country and talk a little bit about their individual and team performances from this past weekend at regionals, a little bit more about their journeys and kind of talk some more about the in-depth details of cross country and what goes into their season. And then obviously to close things out, we're going to let you know what is coming up this week in Fresno Pacific Athletics. But before we get into all of that, as always, the Sunbird Sound Off is sponsored by Farmers Insurance agent Sheila Frousing. She's a women's basketball alumni, home, life, auto, anything that you need insurance related. Make sure to contact Sheila Frousing, proud sponsor of the Sunbird at, or Sunbird Sound Off. So thank you to Sheila. And let's get started here in this episode. We'll start out with men's water polo as they wrapped up their season at the WWPA Championships in Los Angeles. They played three games, two on Friday, one on Saturday, and they got off to a really hot start down in LA with a 13-11 upset victory in overtime over the eighth-seeded Biola, Thilo Pop and Pietro Catano, each with four goals apiece for the Sunbirds. Eugenio Maldonado right behind them with three. So a really great start for the Sunbirds with the upset victory. And then they had to face the top-seeded UC Davis Aggies. That one did not go the Sunbirds' way. A 22-6 loss to the Aggies, Eugenio Maldonado and Martin Angelov both scored two goals apiece. And then the Sunbirds finished out their season taking on Concordia Irvine. They lost that one by a final score of 10-7. D'Lo Pop and Christian Clark able to score two goals apiece for the Fresno Pacific Sunbirds. This is a very, very young team that Brian, Coach Brian Sahovi has, and he really has them moving in the right direction. The record probably not what they would have liked it to be, but definitely a lot to look forward to for this young Fresno Pacific men's water polo team. Now let's move over to basketball as both men's and women's had their home openers this week. We'll start on the women's side. On Tuesday, they got things started with a 73-51 victory over UC Merced, a trio of Sunbirds scoring in double figures in that contest, led by Jenna Kurz, a team-high 15 points for Kurz, who has really started to break out early on in this season. 
Bree Hurt and Felicia Dorva also pitched in in that one with 10 points a piece. And then the Sunbirds hosted the FPU Crossover Classic on Friday and Saturday. It was a loaded weekend full of basketball at the Special Events Center. Sunbirds got in action on Friday evening as they took on Cal State Monterey Bay. And that one was a really, really close game. Sunbirds, unfortunately, on the losing end of that one, though, 64-63 to was the final score. It was a really physical game. The Sunbirds led in the second half, but Monterey Bay mounted a furious rally. Sunbirds had a chance late, could not get the game winner to fall at the buzzer, so they dropped their first game, or their first loss, rather, of the season. Jenna Kurz and Rachel Berry, the high scorers for the Sunbirds in that game, as both of them were able to tally 16 points. Rachel Berry with a double-double, 16 points, 11 rebounds. Mason Ricks also doing what she does best, cleaning up the glass. 11 rebounds for Ricks but the Sunbirds had to bounce back quickly because they had another game coming up the next day on Saturday as they had to take on San Francisco State and the Sunbirds in an in another really exciting back and forth close battle are able to come out with the victory 63 to 57 the final score in that one Felicia Dorva with 16 points for the Sunbirds she hit some really key shots for Fresno Pacific Rachel Berry did a little bit of everything as we're used to seeing here this season in that game 11 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists for Barry. And one thing that was pointed out post-game when I was talking with Coach is he said there were zero turnovers between Dorva and Barry. Sunbirds off to a really nice start this season, 4-1. and one. On the year is the women's basketball team. Men's basketball also in action for their home opener. They played two games, the home opener uh, against Laverne on Wednesday. A dominant Fresno Pacific victory as they get an 87-42 to win over Laverne in a really nice breakout performance from the freshman Isaac Peralta. He scored 30 for the Sunbirds in that one. Grant High Street also coming off the bench had a really nice performance on Wednesday. A double-double with 16 points and 12 rebounds. Nate Kendricks and Darren Person Jr. also scoring in double figures in that one. And then on Friday, the Sunbirds had an exhibition game against Cal Miramar. There's no box score for that one, but I will tell you, if you were at the Special Events Center, you'll know this too. Fans were on their feet and cheering late because the Sunbirds were able to put up 102 points on Cal Miramar. I mean, the shots were falling. The defense was there. It was a really, really entertaining time at the Special Events Center for that exhibition victory over over Cal Miramar. The offense was there. The defense was there. Sunbirds bounce back after a tough start on the road to start their season. And then we'll round things out with cross country as they were out in Montana for the regionals. We'll start on the women's side. They finished as a team 13th place and a nice effort from Yorkabel Gabri Hewitt. 20th place she finishes. That's the highest finish in FPU program history. We're going to sit down and talk with her in a little bit about her thoughts on that, but congratulations to her. A great run. Julissa Aguilar and Maribel, or Julissa Avila, I beg your pardon, and Maribel Aguilar, not far behind Gabri Hewitt there for the women. So they finished their season, a really nice season for the cross-country women. So on the men's side, Brian Van Wales, we'll talk with him coming up in a minute as well. He finishes with a fifth-place finish, and that automatically qualifies him to go to nationals coming up here in about two weeks. 
Absalom Tefra finishes 44th. Xavier Smith, David Delera, not far behind him. But Brian Banuelos, his season still continues. Men's, the rest of the team, they're going to wrap things up. And that is going to do it for what happened this past week in Fresno Pacific Athletics. We're going to take a break, and then I'll bring in Tim Slack, and we're going to talk about some Sunbird standouts from the fall sports that earned quite a few accolades for Fresno Pacific when we come back here on the Sunbird Sound Off. Graphics Fresno, the success of your business is your biggest priority and ours as well. Alpha Graphics Fresno is a locally owned creative company offering custom print, design, signs, and marketing solutions. Almost anything that's awesome. We truly care about product quality, customer satisfaction, and establishing long-term partnerships with our clients. Visit us at 3950 North Chestnut Diagonal Suite 107 or give us a call today at 559-476-2900. Connect with Alpha Graphics and be awesome. Every team needs a player that can be trusted to go beyond the box score. When it comes to insurance, you need an agent that you can trust with life, health, and business insurance, as well as home and auto. Sheila Frowsing, a member of the Sunbird family, a women's basketball alum, and farmer's insurance agent, is that person to put your trust in. Sheila specializes in all of your insurance needs, going beyond the basics and providing service that will exceed your expectations. Farmer's insurance agent, Sheila Frowsing, 559-221-5160. Welcome back, everybody, to the Sunbird Sound Off, brought to you by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frowsing. And I'll bring in Tim Slack here, and we are going to talk a little bit about some Sunbird standouts throughout uh, the fall sports because there are a handful of, of players that we need to talk about. But before we get there, let's give you the Alpha Graphics Student Athlete of the Week. On the men's side, it's the freshman Isaac Peralta of men's basketball. A really impressive 30-point game against Laverne coming back on Wednesday. So he is your student athlete of the week on the men's side. On the women's side, it's Jenna Kurz in three games this week. Kurz scored 39 points and 13 rebounds, really starting to have a breakout start to this season for the Sunbird women's basketball team. So Isaac Peralta and Jenna Kurz, your Alpha Graphics Student Athletes of the Week. And let's continue to talk about some accolades, Tim, because a lot of fall sports were able to garner a whole lot of recognition. And let's start with volleyball, because there were some really impressive performances um, for volleyball that got uh, that got rewarded here as Corinna Costa, Chloe Malise, and McKenna Ogus all named to the PacWest postseason team. Corinna Costa, a first-team selection. She had a stellar year. Well, we've been talking so much uh, all year. One of the themes, I think, of the, the athletic department has just been exceeding expectations, right? And this is one uh, Corinna Costa has, has certainly set some high expectations. Her most efficient year by far. Um, but, you know, she adapted to her role really well. And, you know, it's a, it's a big difference when, when you're not getting 50, 60 attempts a night and the balance attack for FPU, I think in, in some ways it, it kind of masked how good some of the players and some of the years were. Uh, but at the same time, you, you look at what Corinne did this year, I thought that she adjusted the, ro the role well. Uh, she was on the floor, I think, for pretty much every 
serve all season long. I don't know that she ever came out. Uh, she was fantastic for FPU this year. You know, you, the, we're talking about those expectations, right? There were some high ones for her, and I, I think uh, the way that she contributed was in a different way than Sunbird fans might have expected, uh, but she was just such a complete player, and I think the conference saw that this year. And her counterpart on the other side, McKenna Ogus, she was selected to the second team All-Pac West after leading Fresno Pacific with 246 kills, led Fresno Pacific in points per set and kills per set. McKenna Ogus was definitely a force on the attack for the Sunbirds this season. Well, talk about different roles, and I think one of the things that McKenna did that was so valuable to FPU this year is she took a lot of the attention and that you know sometimes the efficiency numbers weren't there but I think that mass how valuable she was and and you know that, that's where when you get tied up with numbers it can be easy to lose impact and McKenna's impact was I mean it was right up there with Corinne's this year and really it was because teams were so worried about the potential for her to get 15 to 20 kills in a night that they would key on her. Then all of a sudden, if you let Acosta go against a single block, there wasn't anything anybody could do. But those two were such a good balance this year, and I think that that was such a big part of the success was the fact that they were on the court the entire time. They were always threats to score at any given point. And teams had to honor them. And so McKenna well-deserved, uh, led the team in kills, as you mentioned. She was also really good from the service line, as was Corinne. Um, but those two pieces right there were, were absolutely fantastic. And obviously, when you have a good attack, you also need some good defense. And Chloe Melise really stepped up for the Sunbirds. She was a second-team all-Pac West selection. And she finished this season top three of the Pac West in total blocks, solo blocks, block assists, and blocks per set, she was really a force defensively for the Sunbirds. Yeah, she was at the net all the time, and, and I think that was a big product of what she was doing placement-wise, what, what the Sunbirds did strategically, uh, but she was always in the way, and, and I think that that was a big frustration for teams, especially late in sets. When, when the Sunbirds needed to close it out, I mean, if you went back and looked at set by set, how they got their last couple of points. There was almost always a Chloe Melise block in there if her rotation was on the floor. I thought the way she did that, and then also any given night, she could go off for eight to 10 kills. And, and that was important too. Um, but big impacts, and obviously she led the conference for most of the year in blocks. Uh, she had one block assist in the final game in Chaminade, and that kind of skewed the average a little bit. But she had been so solid all year around. I think she was close to two blocks per set at the beginning of the year. I mean, it was just really fantastic numerically and physically on the court from Chloe Melise. Yeah, so the three of them, obviously three really key parts to the successful season that the Sunbirds were able to have out there on the floor. Now let's talk women's soccer because there were a handful of players that were uh, that were named uh, conference, uh, you know, to all Pac West Conference, I should say. But you got to start with Tori DeLeon named Player of the Year in the PacWest Conference. I mean, absolutely well-deserved. Where do we even start with Tori, Tim? Well, she was the, the goal creator, I think, for a, a lot of the year, and especially early on when FPU was so solid defensively. You look for somebody with the, the resume of Tori DeLeon to step up, and she did midway through the year. I, I thought the way she started to create goals, create chances, um, you know, down that left flank, it just always seemed like 
if FPU got it into the attacking third, it was going to be De Leon on the left side looking to push something in. And that's going to be something that, that's well missed. I, I think anybody who's been watching FPU soccer for a, a while, uh, I mean, she she's definitely a prominent figure in that. And watching the way she played, you also look back just in the, the history of what she's done too. I, I mean, she's just been a consistent force in the lineup. Really since she got onto campus as a freshman back in 2018, she was in the starting lineup. And so just that consistency, I think she always poses a threat. You know, we're now the, the World Cup starting, so I think people are paying attention a little bit. It just seemed like any time the ball was at her feet, especially on the attacking half, something could happen. And and that's where I draw the comparison to the World Cup of when you draw your excitement. For me, it was, was De Leon looking in there. And then the, the other side that, that happened this year, and we'll talk to about some of the other players in a second, but when people from the middle of the field could find her and set her up through, that was something that happened a lot this year too. And it felt like both of those opportunities really changed the dynamic of the, the Sunbird season. So Tori DeLeon named the Pac West Player of the Year, but that was not all the accolades that the Sunbirds got there for women's soccer. Let's talk a little bit defensively. Elena Shank named second team all Pac West. She really was able to hold it down in that back line for the Sunbirds. Well, I said it a couple of times during the broadcast. I think I even told her parents when I met them this year. Uh, Elena was... I don't think I've ever watched a match and and focused on a center back, but the way she played, what was it? The first couple of matches of the season, it felt like when when FPU was just defending a one goal lead and they were constantly under attack. I mean, she was heading out five, ten crosses per per match or per half. Uh, she was just so active, uh, and and that's why I say it was really fascinating to watch her from the the central defensive line she was just so fantastic I, I think that there are areas for for growth on this team but I, I thought the way that her and Maddie Hernandez paired in the back it was the first time that they had really uh, teamed up together for a year and they were really dynamic to watch but Elena was was such a, a constant force in that back line all season and then there was also a trio of Sunbirds who were named to the third team All-Pac West, Nadia Flores, Ariana Quintero, and Brianna Yoshida. All of them were really key components for what the Sunbirds were able to do on the field this season. Well, the, the midfield was an area of growth. All three of those were, were midfielders. Uh, Ariana Quintero, I think you know her teammates just absolutely adore her. And the way she played all year, I think we, we accidentally had gone up to do a post-game interview and everybody guessed that it was her, and everybody cheered for her. And then I think it was somebody else. And but it just showed the the response and and the love that and the the love that she commands, the respect that she commands on her team. Um, she she had a terrific time in the middle of the season, especially where it seemed like she was constantly helping FPU transition into offense and get the ball up, and that is kind of when the, the season really took off for FPU. A couple of those big wins, thinking about the Concordia match, uh, thinking about a, a non-conference match, what was it, at Dominguez Hills, of just big touches where, where she quickly got it out and, and got it from the defense to the offense. Brianna Yoshida was dynamic this year. I mean, she had some thunderous goals where, thinking of the one outside of the 18 early in, in non-conference where, I mean, that ball was just a missile. Uh, and, and she just flashes that ability to score at any time. And then Nadia Flores, I think she was fantastic, and, and she was a big part that accelerated FPU forward. 
just a freshman, just a freshman from Sanger. And uh, as the season went on, she really looked like she grew a lot and, and really settled into that role. So Tori DeLeon, the player of the year, Elena Schenk, second team All-Pac West, Nadia Flores, Ariana Quintero, and Brianna Yoshida, third team All-Pac West. Now let's talk a little bit about men's water polo because they just wrapped up their season at the WWPA uh, Championships, and it was Thilo Pop named second team All-Tournament, a very young Fresno Pacific team, like I mentioned earlier here on Sunbird Sound Off, but a very young team. Thilo Pop, um, a very bright spot for this Fresno Pacific water polo program and Coach Sahovi. Yeah, he was the goal scorer this year, led the team with 46 goals, also had 13 assists. Uh, and I'll tell you what, when when FPU won games, big win. I know you talked about it a little bit over Biola on Friday. And there there were just the the matches that, that they were in, especially those OT matches, I just thought the, the burst of excitement, Thilo Pop was always at the center of all that. All right, and so rounding things out for our Sunbird standouts here in the uh, fall sports are two people that we get to brag about before they actually come on the show here in just a minute. Um, Yorkabel Gabriel Hewitt gets all-region at regionals. Brian Banuelos also all-region at regionals. Two really impressive performances from those two. Well, Yorkabel Gabriel Hewitt, uh, you know, she has had such an incredible journey. I'm sure you'll you'll go into that a little bit with her, but... Uh, I know she was hurt a lot last year. She was a freshman of the year the year before that. Uh, and, I j again, another Sunbird that's just so beloved by teammates, classmates, other student-athletes, uh, other other people around campus. Uh, just the effort that she puts in is fantastic. And for her to come up, one of the best results in, in women's cross-country history at FPU, uh, just absolutely fantastic showing at the regional performance. And then Brian Benuelos has been... Uh, just steadily climbing throughout the year. He's always been in that top three mix. Uh, he really stepped up on Saturday in Billings. Cold course, and for him to finish top five, I know Ray Winter was ecstatic about it. It was just a really solid performance and a performance that uh, FPU needed. All right, so those are your Sunbird standouts for the fall sports, and they've really set the bar high for the winter and spring sports to try and follow up some really impressive performances. Now we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk to both of them, Yorkabel Gabriel Hewitt and Brian Banuelos, get their thoughts on their season, etc. when we come back here on the Sunbird Sound Off. Hello, I'm Joe Haydock, license number 02013076. My wife, Cynthia, and I own and operate Haydock Real Estate. Hi, I'm Cynthia Haydock, license number 01358518. Haydock Real Estate protects your interests by handling your transaction with competence and kindness. We invite you to call us at 559-392-5283 to learn how our thoughtful approach can help you sell or buy your next home. Call Haydock Real Estate today at 559-392-5283. Executive Auto Detailing has over 30 years in business around Fresno, the complete automotive detailing and restoration place. They're ready to exceed your high standards when polishing, waxing, engine steam cleaning, or shampooing your car. Family owned and operated with over 15 professional detailed technicians to meet your car's every need. Executive Auto Detailing is ready to serve you, so head to executiveautocenter.com or call 559-222-9987.
Welcome back everybody here to the Sunbird Sound Off presented by Farmers Insurance agent Sheila Frousing. It's time to talk some cross country as they are wrapping up their season. We're going to sit down first with Yorkabel Gebre Hewitt who has been patiently waiting here with me hanging out on the couch. So Yorkabel, obviously, uh, thank you for your time. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. You're doing yeah. good? You said that you don't really like to talk, so I'm going to have to kind of get you out of your shell a little bit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Obviously, uh, we'll talk a little bit about what you have been able to do throughout your career in the course of this season in a bit. But uh, first, for everybody else, kind of um, tell them a little bit about your journey, um, what brought you to Fresno Pacific, and um, how you've been able to progress throughout your time here. Yeah, so I am a Fresno native, so I went to high school to at Hoover High School, and so like I did not want to leave home. I was scared. I was 17 years old when I graduated high school, so I wasn't really thinking of going anywhere far. And um, I came on a visit, and I talked to Coach Ray, and I just I love the campus. Um, I love the Christ-centered aspect of it, and I wanted to continue to run, and it was the best option for me. And yeah, it's been great. So what's it been like uh, working with Coach Ray? Because he's been on our show a couple of times. What's it like having him as a coach? It's great. It's really great. Um, he believes big in us. And sometimes when I don't even believe in myself, like I have to understand that he believes in me and that it's possible. And so it's been really great working with him. Yeah, okay. So obviously you're, you're a junior or this past season – um, was your junior year. Talk us through a little bit about your development from coming here as a freshman and what you've been able to do from the time that you got here up until now. Yeah, um, I started off my freshman year really well. Um, it was a good season, and I was able to run some good times. But since then, up until this season, it was not a linear um, journey. I battled with some injuries for, like, a couple of years, and that sent me back a lot. But through that, like, I had to just believe that I can do it and just conversations with coach and hours in sports medicine and it was all worth it it was not a fun time and it was hard but I like I'm glad I got through it and I'm here now so yeah okay obviously you mentioned a grind I mean you know going through injuries obviously that's never easy what was it that kind of kept you on the right path and, and kept looking forward uh, to be able to do what you've been able to do this season yeah, um, honestly, I think my team, um, I just, they believed so much in me. I mean, through injuries, like through bad races, I always had the girls checking in on me and telling me that it was going to be okay and that my, I'm going to have a comeback year. And also just, I had to believe in myself that it was possible. And in a way, I kind of knew that this season was possible. It just, when I was in it through the pain and injury, it didn't feel like it would happen. So kind of like words of affirmation and just having my girls. All right. So what goes into that, that team chemistry, that camaraderie? Obviously, this is a question that I love to ask uh, players. It doesn't matter the sport. Whenever anybody comes in, I love to ask them because it seems like everybody kind of has a different and a unique answer. What goes into the camaraderie and, and with all of your teammates and really coming together and bonding as a team? What goes into that? I think a lot goes into it. Like each girl like puts in a lot to each other. I mean, we hang out outside of running, like just checking in on each other and getting to know each other. We pursue each other. We check in on each other on good and bad races. And I just feel like every single girl on the team cares about each other and just checks in on each other consistently. And 
we know we're runners and that that's what running brings us together but we also understand that like there's a sisterhood in that and that we have to pursue each other and work for it every time so we, this team has really been good with that and we've just consistently been pursuing each other outside of running in the classroom just hanging out talking to each other so a lot goes into it and a lot of hard work but every girl so so you say that uh, you say we're all runners obviously and running to a lot of people kind of seems like a very individual thing. You know, obviously you're out there trying to run your best time, but there is a team aspect to it. Can you dive in a little bit more to the team aspect as far as cross country goes? Because I know some people might not necessarily understand that, you know, even though you're out there running, that there's still a team aspect. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you're on the course, you're kind of running for yourself and you're facing all the pain and stuff. But the team aspect comes in when it hurts really bad and you're in that last 1K and you're kind of asking, like, why am I doing this? Is it worth it? And you think of your team and you think of why and all the things we've done together at practice. And you just say, OK, I want to do it for my team because at the end of the day, like we get a team score and we want to represent well. So and one thing that coach has really emphasized to us is that if each we're all about each other, like we can achieve greatness. And I think. That's just what goes into it, just doing it for each other. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the team and the success that, that you guys have had as a team. Obviously, um, a pretty successful season. Looking back now that you guys are finished at the start of the season, is this kind of where you expected this team to be and yourself to be? Um, yes, I expected our team, the team to do really well. Um, like, all the girls are very talented and I mean, at camp, I already knew it as a team that we'd be doing really big things. Um, individually, I did not expect myself to have this season. Um, going into it, when we had our, to do our goals, I kind of was unaware of what was possible. I was kind of afraid of injuries. So I wasn't really, like, expecting this. So I kind of went into the season, like, we'll see what happens. Because I was so afraid of injuries. But it's my individual goals... Our like accomplishments have been very um, surprising, but as a team, what we've accomplished, like I've always known that we can do it. So basically, what you're saying is, for you individually, you kind of surprised yourself, um, and, and you also said, obviously, thinking about injuries. How difficult is that for you as a runner to not think about, a, you know, a potential injury or oh, this is what happened last year or anything like that? How difficult of a hurdle was that for you to jump over this season? It was very difficult. Um, all I could think about at the beginning of the season was, okay, what if this happens and I'm not able to do this? So I never really gave myself the chance to think of like achieving any big goals because I was just afraid of injuries. So trying to stay healthy was the goal. And so it was very hard mentally. And I think halfway through the season was when I realized like, okay, it's happening and I can do it. So it was a very hard battle mentally to just accept that I can I can do it without injuries. Was there one moment or one meet in particular where that switch kind of flipped where you said, oh, okay, like now I'm a little bit over the... Is there one moment in particular? Yeah, uh, it was at the Bronco invite when I ran my personal best. Um, that's when I realized, oh, okay, I'm in shape and I can do this. And it wasn't just that moment though, but also like conversations with coach and at practice when we ran together and like he would emphasize to me that it's possible, you can do it. So it was just accumulative of everything, but I think when I really, really believed it was at the Bronco invite race. Okay, so uh, you mentioned practice. What goes into practice? I know last year um, 
when we were doing Sunbird Sound Off, um, Coach called in and he was like, yeah, I'm out here at Woodward right now, you know, watching everybody run. What exactly goes into a, a typical practice day for you guys? Um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have our practices at 6 a.m. in the morning and it's like an hour, two hour long. So, I mean, it gets our day started, but it like it kind of gets exhausting, like waking up every day and also just being a student. But it's fun. It's it's a lot, but it's fun. We enjoy it. We love it. So it's good. And that's something that a lot of people don't understand or really fully grasp is the, the balance of being a student and also an athlete. How do you personally balance that those two things and, and, and be able to go on? Yeah, um, it's not easy. I'm still learning how to, but it's possible. I mean, it just takes a lot of discipline, which is our sport. Like, it's discipline. So it just takes time and it takes work, but I'm learning how to do it. All right, so now let's let's brag on you a little bit, if I may. Um, obviously, you're coming off of regionals, and you finished with the highest finish at regionals in Fresno Pacific history. And obviously, you said you surprised yourself a little bit. Um, what did it feel like when you know you finished and you look up there and you see your time, and then obviously you start to realize what you did? What was that moment of realization like for you? Yeah, I don't think I realized it until um, coach came up to me and told me what place I got uh, throughout the race. I don't even think I was in the mix. And then the last half mile, I just, I had to go. I had to pass. I was just thinking, like, if I don't do this, I'm going to regret it. It's going to be a nightmare. So I just remember, like, passing girls and just trying to push through it. And I crossed the finish line and I saw my time, but I wasn't sure what place I got. So it didn't really click until... A few minutes later, where a coach came in, and he was like, you did it, you got all region. And I, I was just shocked. I think I was shocked. I was like, this just happened. It was crazy. So how is that, um, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, you knew you had to pass some people and stuff like that. Obviously, cross country, you're running distance. How do you go about as a runner kind of, you know, keeping a little bit left in the tank for the end? Or how do you kind of manage your, your stamina throughout the course of a race? Yeah, um... I think for me, I just knew that going into it, I knew I wanted to get all regions. So I just told myself that I had to be kind of like in the top 20-ish or like places. I wasn't focused on pace because we usually focus on pace. But I told myself that I had to just like count people. But I kind of lost that in the middle <laughs> of it. So um, I just kind of, I don't know how that happened. If It was like, it just happened. But I think... For me, it was like the motivation of wanting to get it. I was hurting so much, but I like the girls were were in front of me and they were so close, and it was it was possible, but also impossible at the same time. It was a crazy thing. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes that's the best. You know. Um, so uh, last one here before we let you go. Um, obviously, you you've had a lot of success this season, and like you mentioned earlier, you said you even kind of surprised yourself um, throughout the course of the year. So how do you go about setting goals for next year? Yeah, um, <laughs> so track season is coming up, and I think I'm going to have to really change a lot of my goals compared to what I was thinking at the beginning of the year. And I'm just... Kind of right now, I'm kind of just taking it all in because it still feels unreal. Like, I'm just like, I can't believe that happened. Like, that's what I've been saying. But I think I just, I'm going to have to set really high goals and 
hope for the best. <laughs> and hope that you surprise yourself yeah. again. Yeah. Exactly. All right. We've been talking with Yorka Bell Gebri Hewitt, all region at regionals this past week in Yorka Bell. Congratulations and thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll take a quick break and then we're going to talk with Brian Banuelos. More cross country on the way here on the Sunbird Sound Off. If you belong to a Mennonite brethren, Mennonite, Brethren in Christ, or other Anabaptist church, and are looking for home or auto insurance, look no further than Mennonite Insurance. We insure our members' homes, churches, and our commitment is to provide you with competitively priced, superior insurance products with the highest quality service. Instant, no-obligation homeowner's estimate is available to you in 15 seconds at MennoniteInsurance.com. All right, we're talking more cross-country. We just talked with Yorkerville Gabriel Hewitt. Now we're talking with Brian Van Walos. Brian, uh, thanks for your time. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. How are you? Well, I, you know, I'm pretty good. Thanks for waiting uh, patiently yeah. out there. Obviously, <laughs> now, you, now you're seated on the couch. You got the headset on. Um, obviously, a very successful season for you. Um, but let's start here um, at the beginning. Going into the season, did you have any goals or expectations going in, and how were you able to meet those or exceed them or not live up to them? Right, great <laughs> question. Um, I actually uh, invoked this a lot into my team, but I just kept saying patience and patience early on in the season. Uh, I know summer training, we went up to Flagstaff for actually close to a month, and then we also went to Mammoth. And so, like, you know, it's, it's really hard to... Uh, keep that patience going when you're training up at altitude and you have all your guys around you and you just want to go off on every workout. But I kept telling them and I kept telling myself too, like, uh, I don't want to push too early um, and risk burnout at the end of the season. And uh, that was my plan and I've executed well. Here I am uh, peaking at the perfect time. All right. So you mentioned obviously those, those trips that you guys took before the season started. And that's something that when I talked with coach a little bit earlier this year, he mentioned, um, Talk a little bit more about those and, and, and how those really kind of brought the team together and how you were able to kind of, uh, you know, put those goals into place for what you wanted to do this year. Sure thing. Uh, yeah, uh, it's actually interesting because if you look at the top seven, about six of those guys um, all went on to the trips. Um, and we had a guy who got injured, too, who was definitely would have been our top seven. He went on the trips. Um, really, uh, the important thing about these trips is uh, to just build, like, um, just build up the, the group and uh, get closer together and connect uh, with each other, run for each other. Um, but what's really important is that we uh, keep on a, a good schedule, um, make sure we're eating well, and then like just training up at altitude has so many benefits, really. All right, so um, I'll ask you the same question that I asked uh, Yorka Bell. Um, Obviously, uh, running kind of seems like like a very individual sport. You're out there trying to run right. your best time. You're, yeah. you know, but also there is that team aspect to it. Like we're talking about, you know, you guys going on the trips and stuff like that. Um, and coach always says, you know, you guys run as a team. What goes into that on a on a typical meet day or anything like that from your perspective as a runner? Sure. Uh, just at the beginning at the line, we just all tell each other like, um, know why you're here, who you're running for, right? Uh, we're always running for each other, um, even though it's an individual sport. Um, pra practicing too, like, uh, and, and in the meets, like, 
you just got to think about the the men around you surrounding you like all the hard work you guys put in together because even though um all the work you do is on your on your own really and it all only affects you uh just remember that everybody else around you is feeling the same pain so that's what makes you really push through it all right so so you're a junior you've been here for a couple of years um what has the growth been like, or what, what growth have you seen in this team from the time that you came here as a freshman to now, obviously, the end of cross-country season? You've still got a little bit more work yeah. to do, but, you know, it, uh -huh. as the end of the season, how have you seen this program grow? Yeah, I, there's so many uh, aspects to it and variables that I can't really um, even explain all of them. But uh, just to start out, when I first came into this uh, college, it was... Um, you know, a lower mileage, um, like, training resume that we had. And there was a lot of guys who uh, really just couldn't come into the season prepared from uh, doing that summer mileage. And so when I saw that, um, our captain at the time had left, uh, transferred to a different school. But when I saw that, I, I made it a point. Um, actually, it was COVID that happened, but I made it a point that once we got back into season, I was going to start creating these... Um, these uh, different trips that we could do up to altitude, make sure everybody put in that base phase, uh, built that mileage up during the summer, and that's really what the what has made the program change and be what it is today. It, obviously, just from hearing your answers, it's very clear that you take your role as a leader on this team very importantly. Talk a little bit more about that and, and how you how you kind of fill in or you know fill up that leadership role. Right. Um, actually, uh, it's important to note, um, like. Uh, I wanted to tell these guys uh, later today or like sometime this week, but um, it's important to note that I'm not the only leader on the team. I, I tell these guys I love them so much. Uh, and like, yeah, Abe, Sulem, Tefra, and then Xavier Smith have really helped me out a lot in my leadership role. So I want to thank them for what they've done. Um, but what I, I've been trying to mean to say is that uh, this year I took a little bit more of a approach as a leader, like uh, step back and, and let my teammates kind of uh, control when we did weights, when we did um, uh, practices, or when we changed times and all that. And so I think it, it just had to do a little bit with, like, last year I was too much in that leadership role. And what's important to know is that you can burn out as a leader. And I, I felt that, and I, I made sure that those guys stepped up for me, and they did. And as a leader, I just stood back and waited for it. If anybody had any questions, I was here for them, and I, I pushed them whenever I could. Um, but, yeah, just I, I mentioned those guys because they really helped me out this season. All right, so let's talk before we get into uh, to, to your accolades and what you've been able to do out there this year. Let's talk a little bit about the team. Obviously, you guys are coming off of, of a really successful weekend out there in Montana. Talk a little bit about what you saw from the guys uh, this past weekend at regionals. Right. Um, I, I would say that most of the guys did uh, their job. Uh, our coach had a little mock-up um, written up right before, and everybody placed pretty much where they were supposed to. Um, the thing about it is our team just really had to go through a lot of struggles this season. Um, as many people know, our number three runner ended up getting injured, broke his collarbone, couldn't run for us. And that just really, um, you know, brought us down a little bit and took us out of the contention for even going to nationals. So we knew that we needed a miracle uh, to try to even make it. Unfortunately, we will probably not make it. And, uh, yeah, it's just all the boys left it out there. It was really tough conditions. But, um at the end of the day, I, I think they all fought and, and pushed to their abilities. 
And, and how difficult was that for you guys to kind of fight through that adversity of, you know, you got cold weather, you got injuries, you know, everything kind of seemed like it was going against you. What was the vibe like? How were you guys kind of able to fight that and still push through? Yeah, if you just think about how much effort and, and work we put in through the season, it, it was really a tough change in the atmosphere. I felt it immediately once he broke his collarbone. He told us, I was like, this this is going to be real tough because um, if we think about the season, none of the boys had even missed a practice. None of the boys had missed a weight session. We were doing everything perfectly. And for just our number three to get injured, that I want to say that's the point in our season where we knew, like, yeah, it just brought all our energy down kind of. But how are you able to kind of rebound? Obviously, you say it brings the energy down, but you still had the rest of the season to go. Right. How, are, how are you guys able to push through that adversity? Just lifting each other up uh, as much as we could, really. Um, we had a lot of the younger guys um, picking up a little bit of slack. We had um, Emmanuel and uh, David and Rodney, all freshmen. Our, our team's really young, and uh, we asked a lot of them, and they, they did do what they could, and that really brought the energy back up. All right, so now let's let's bring it over. Let's brag about you for a little bit, obviously, uh, because that's why you're here. Um, all regional or all region, you're going to uh, nationals coming up here. Uh, you know, next weekend. Um, and I was going back and reading the recap. Coach said that you you executed a perfect game plan. Um, what exactly is a perfect game plan as far as cross country goes? Right, as far as cross country, there's never a perfect game plan. Um, you finally step up to the line and you race, and then you end up thinking, "Wow, that wasn't even close to the plan." But this time, there really was no other thing I could have done more perfectly. I raced it as perfectly as I could. Body didn't feel that well, um, uh, which is really interesting because once it does feel well, I'm gonna see what I can rip. Uh, but the the plan really was just to go out there and um, uh, let a lot of the guys take the wind because it was about 15 to 20 miles per hour winds, uh, very strong, and it was like six degrees, I believe. Um, so what my plan was was just to sit on a lot of guys, and I did that until the last uh, 2K. I went from about 20th place to fifth and just held on. All right, so um, when you're getting towards the end of, of, of a race and you know, like, okay, you know, maybe I got to turn it up. Maybe, I, I you know, I got to pass some people. How do you go about kind of managing, you know, how much is left in the tank? Are you saving some? Is that something mental that you're, you're thinking about consciously during the race? Or is it just kind of, you know, your body does its thing and then you say, oh, I've got 1K left to go. Right. Time to turn it on. What's that like for you? Yeah, there's only been a couple of times where my mind has really completely shut off. And uh, I think one of the times, times I remember is uh, last year at regionals, my mind just completely shut off. I didn't even know where I was. But this time I felt really controlled. Um, Although the body didn't feel too well, my mind was in it. Like uh, pretty much the entire race, all I did was just move around, sit on guys when we hit the headwind, uh, just to make sure that I saved as much energy as possible. Um, but yeah, with about, I would say, a kilometer left, I saw my coach yelling at me, uh, telling me the place I was in. I knew exactly where I was at, and I knew exactly what I had left in the tank. I just maintained that position and made sure to make uh, the national team. All right. Obviously, you're not done yet. Like I was mentioning, you've got nationals coming up here in about two weeks. Um, how are you feeling right now? What's your prep like uh, going into nationals? Right. Um, me and my coach are actually going to have a meeting later today, see what uh, I really want to do about it. Um, but Everything I've done throughout the season, it's really all just right now. Um, it's an icing on the cake. I All my fitness is done. I can't really gain much more. Um, all I can really do is make sure I bring that fitness out to its potential. And so I'm thinking I'm going to just uh, do a little bit of easy stuff, but make sure I, I get some fast uh, workouts in. 
Um, but as soon as I'm ready to uh, head off to Nationals, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rip something well. And now I know you said you were you were going to go talk to coach in a little bit. Do you personally, do you have a number in mind or a time in mind that you're trying to run? Or, or, or what exactly are you thinking as you're preparing? Yeah, I had a goal sheet of 29.30, and I still believe that's um, super manageable, especially because this course is going to be fast. It's uh, over in Seattle, perfect conditions. As long as it's not too windy or too rainy, um, I expect to go under 29.30. Uh, my goal is also to be top 15 in the nation. Um, as you know, I was about 38th place, uh, last year. It was a really tough course also, but, uh, I know I'm more fit. I've put in more mileage during the off season, uh, and I'm really ready to just peak perfectly for this nationals race. All right. So a fifth place finish at regionals that, uh, landed you on the all region list. So congratulations for that. Obviously still work to do best of luck in Seattle in uh, two weeks. And, uh, thank you for your time. Yeah. Thank you for having me. All right, that was Brian Banuelos. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back and get you caught up and let you know what else is going on around FPU Athletics this week when we come back here on the Sunbird Sound Off. Executive Auto Center of Fresno is ready to meet and exceed your high standards with the highest commitment of excellence. The experienced sales staff is eager to share its knowledge and enthusiasm with you. Browse their online inventory or schedule a test drive. Family owned and operated, head to executiveautocenter.com or call 559-222-9191. Welcome back, Sunbird Sound Off, brought to you by Farmers Insurance Agent Sheila Frousing. Let's let you know what is on deck for the Sunbirds this upcoming week. No home events, everybody on the road, and it's only basketball. We'll get started on Tuesday as men's basketball will be down in L.A. taking on Cal State L.A., that game scheduled to start at 7 p.m. on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, the women's basketball team on the road, they'll be taking on Stanislaus State. That one starts at 5 o'clock. And then on for the weekend, men's basketball, they're in Sonoma as they will be taking on Sonoma State on Saturday. That game starting at 4 o'clock p.m. And then on Sunday, both men's and women's basketball are in action. The women are going to be taking on CSU Bakersfield down in Bakersfield at 1 p.m. Men's basketball, they will be taking on San Francisco State. That one starts at 2. So no chance to come out and root for your Sunbirds here at home. But obviously, make sure that you're following along because very, very exciting times for the men's and the women's basketball teams as they get their season underway. For, on behalf of everybody here at Fresno Pacific, want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Hope that you enjoy the holidays. And that is going to do it for this episode of the Sunbird Sound Off Live. I'm Eric Bentley, and we'll... We'll hear, see you right back here next week for another episode of the Sunbird Sound Off.
This is Sunbird Sound Off, presented by farmer's insurance agent, Sheila Frousey. Whether it's home, auto, renters, or business, for the insurance that best fits your needs, call Sheila Frousey at 559-221-5160. Stay up to date with the Sunbirds at fpuathletics.com and on social media at FPU Sunbirds.